0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon, means Simon in French. We're going to talk love in a minute, but I want to talk about simple pleasure. Simple pleasure is uh, the recipe of la joie de vivre. So, for instance, uh, in the last, actually since the pandemic started, I started to uh, freshly squeezed orange juice every morning at 10.30. And I don't know why, I don't know if you, if you do it too, but what a nice little pleasure, freshly squeezed fruits. I love it. And little things like this makes your day even more beautiful. So, you know, we're going to talk about big questions, love, relationships, ooh la and so on. But don't forget, outside of all of that, there is the little pleasure of the day. Don't forget it. the next. You have a question for me about you love life, eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, April.
0: Bonjour, Simon. What's up?
1: What's up, April? What's going on?
0: Well, okay, so now that we're going back out again into the world, like going out at night and I have a really good friend. Well, I don't know if she's friend anymore. I don't know what's going on. But every time I'm talking to a guy, she always tries to get in the way. Like she talks to him. She tries to... I mean, I think she's just trying to steal. I don't know. Like it's, I, it's the most crazy thing. And she says she's not doing it. She's just like, oh, I'm just trying to meet people and make friends. But it's everyone I'm interested in. That's who she jumps on. So I don't, I don't know what to do with that.
1: So you start talking to a guy. She jumps in the situation, and then the guy doesn't speak to you anymore. Or why? Why well, is this thing? It's,
0: it's always like the guy is confused because it's like. I don't know, I feel like there's a bro code that guys don't do this as much, you know? It's like they don't try to edge in if they're friends. And so all of a sudden, I feel like the guy thinks that I'm warming him up to get him ready to talk to her. Like, there's some weird, like, I think he feels like it's a handoff or something. So she, could, she swoops in, and the guy's, like, confused. He's talking to both of us. And then I feel like we're both, like, in competition for him. And then he starts, I mean, she always wins in this. It's a weird. Like I'm the warm up act. It's so weird.
1: So wait a minute. So then what happens? So she she goes out with the guy and she ooh la la. What? So what's the finality well, of all this numbered. for her?
0: I mean, we're all just trying. We're all just dating right now. You know, like I'm on apps and stuff too. Everybody's trying to meet somebody. So right. she'll end up making a plan or making a date or whatever it is with some guy or not even. But she just constantly moving in, whether or not there was a result. I don't think she cares. I think she's like. Somehow, like, getting excited about the competition of it. And I've confronted her about it. And she's just like, no. So now what am I supposed to do? Um,
1: how about not going out with her for a while? Do your own thing with other friends.
0: Like, all of our friends are in couples. So she's, like, my only, like, single friend.
1: <laughs> well, the next time she does it, hey, I mean, you could go out with a couple and then, you know, see how it goes. Uh, the girl and the couple can help you. I would do that uh, to you know, uh, tell her more frankly that uh, when you're talking to a guy, tell her do not come close by, plain and simple. Do me a favor. When I'm talking yeah. to a guy, do not come close. If you do it, then you know you're doing it last time. that You've got to tell her like it is.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I need to bring witnesses, I think.
1: <laughs> yes, but just remember one thing. When it's the right guy, he won't care. He will like you. So you know, guys who are just interested in dating everybody... It might work like that, but the guy who will be really into you, she won't exist. She can be there all she wants. So keep the trust and the faith in the universe because when that happens, no one can stop it.
0: Yep. Okay. Thank you, Simon.
1: Anytime. Good luck to you, April. You have a good night.
0: Okay. You
2: too.
1: So let's go back to the basics of when we go out with our friends. What are the rules of friendship when it comes to dating? Next. So, you know, my last caller, April, goes, you know, I go out and my girlfriend comes in, ruin everything for me every time, kind of, you know. And then then I was wondering, what are the rules when a group of us goes out? You know, people say there's dips, there's that. But for me, it's the rule of attraction. Nothing can stop the rule of attraction. So if you go out with your friends and one of your friends is talking to somebody, a by respect, don't go interfere. Number one, don't go and mingle. Just let them be. And two, uh, if you're invited, then you know, and then you can have a drink with them and so on. Then that's all good. Because remember this: nothing is more powerful than the universe to connect the two people. Your friends can't stop it. Your parents can't stop it. It's just the way it is. And if you try to stop it, well. I'll tell you a story of what happened when I try to stop a friend of mine. Next. So remember, the basic of the show is don't do like me, do better than me. And uh, when I was in my 20s, sometimes I would get jealous after a friend of mine who would date a girl that I thought was very charming. And I would want to date her myself. So try to interfere. Try to find a reason Break that off and you know what happened? Every time you know my friend was mad, at, was mad at me and I never got the girl anyway. So don't do like I did 30 years ago, do better, let them be. Because if that person is meant to be for you, nothing will stop that either. So you gotta respect the flow of the universe and take it easy. Otherwise, you're not a good friend. You're an enemy of that friend. That's what I would say. You cause the next. Bonjour, Nadia.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What is up tonight?
2: Well, you know, I'm having a dilemma here. I'm dating this guy, and it's just that I'm always the first one to reach out, and it feels like he never is the first person to talk, whether it's a phone call or text message. And I just feel like it's a little one-sided, and I'm wondering what I should do.
1: Okay, and um, how does that make you feel?
2: It makes me feel like I'm not wanted, you know.
1: And so what about taking some distance and stop calling completely?
2: Mm, then I just feel like it'll end.
1: <laughs> well, but why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, it's I'm just that... a little bit puzzled.
1: I understand the fear of rejection, but you've got to always ask this question when this is happening. Like, why would I want to be with a man who doesn't want to be with me. And then you'll know very quickly you have no business keep calling him.
2: But the thing is, whenever we're together, it's great. And he's always happy to... Like, we're happy to take... It's just that he never texts me first.
1: Yeah, but it would be like an addiction, right? It would be like, you know, when I have a glass of vodka or when I take a... a, a, I snore cocaine, well, you, I have a great time. But in between them, in the lows, right? So it's like that. So you have the high when you're with him and the lows when you're alone, right?
2: Right.
1: It's toxic, just like drugs and alcohol. It's the same toxicity. Okay. Okay.
2: So I wait, uh, so I uh, ghost him and
1: then... Yeah, and then he's going to reach out and then you say, oh, good to hear from you. So you said, uh, I'm only interested in a relationship that is 50-50. If that's what you want, all right. If you don't, bye-bye fantastic. Remember, the main question that I've learned after 30 years of thinking about it is, why would I want to date somebody who doesn't want to date me? Once you have this question in (laughs) mind, you always know what to do. Yeah. So, Nadia, best of luck and thank you for calling. Thank you. Au revoir. Au revoir, Nadia. Bonne journée. So, please stay with me. Let's talk about that one line. Why would you want to go out with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? Next. So, A, please remember, don't do like me, do better than me, number one. Two, the question of why would I want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me came to my mind after years and years and years of repeating the same mistake, which is you try to go after somebody you like. And you can tell from the get-go they don't really like you like that, but they might like you other ways. And eventually, there was some ooh not a lot. And then, you know, you make all those efforts and you're romantic and the flowers and all of that. And once in a while you get a little ooh-la-la, a little And And then you suffer a lot from all that rejection, but you still get a little bit of, you know, droplets of happiness and the rest is, is dry spell. And um, what happens then? What are we saying to ourselves? Let, let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about the red flags. So um, I've made this mistake over and over, which is I start going out with a girl, I like her more than she likes me, I don't want to sit, I don't wanna accept kind of like she's not that into me. So I over romance the flowers, the restaurants, the whatever. There's a little bit of ooh-la-la. It feels good. You know, we go to breakfast, we go this, we go that. But she's not into me, and I lose my energy. Until I ask myself that question, why would I want to stay with a woman who doesn't want to be with me? It's a tough one to ask, but it's liberating. If things are not working out, the ooh the chemistry is not good, the friendliness the la- it's not good, and you feel you're making too much effort, and you're only the one reaching out first and all this, give up. You're wasting your time. And ask again, why would I want to stay with a guy or a girl who doesn't want to be with me? And after that, you will be free. You call the next. Bonjour, Michel.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Michel. What is up tonight?
3: I am dating someone who I love very much, um, but he is married and he's mm-hmm. been separated for a year and a half, um, and he still hasn't gotten divorced. Um, he did file paperwork but he tried to do it on his own, and she wouldn't sign it. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got him to hire a lawyer a couple months ago, but there's still no progress, really. And, um, yeah, I just feel really confused and um, frustrated about the whole situation.
1: Well, when you say frustrated, tell me exactly how does that make you feel?
3: It feels like I'm not enough of a priority because... You know, I mean, it was, I should have set a boundary and and not gotten involved if he was still married, but he did make a lot of promises that the divorce was going to be finalized by January. And I know some of the circumstances are outside of his control, but it seems like, I don't know, I just don't feel important enough. Like he's not working hard enough to make it happen. And it hurts my
1: feelings quite a bit. For good reason. You feel like you're not being heard.
3: Yeah. And I'm not being respected. I mean, imagine if the, if the roles were reversed, I, I, I can't imagine he would like it very much. And so it just feels like a, a sensitive topic and I don't want to be controlling. So I'm afraid to keep bringing it up because I don't want to be nagging him. But at the same time, it's like, is this going to take another year? Like what's going on? So then, and then well, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Like, is he going to get back together with her?
1: No, that I would not be worried. Um, uh, been four years. Um, it might take more time than you think. Are you happy with him?
3: Yeah. I mean, I do love him and I feel like he loves me and we have a pretty good relationship, but I just feel like I don't know why he's dragging his feet. Ask him. Yeah. I guess I could be more direct around it.
1: Yes. No unspoken. Okay. This is the rule of the rendezvous. I've always said the problem solver number one is listen to your intuition. Problem solver number two no unspoken. If you can't have a conversation, the relationship you're in or your marriage or your partnership is rottening from the inside. You, Michel, need to ask him all the questions you want, but do it after a good meal because men are grumpy when they're hungry. <laughs> okay. All right? All right? And then all the questions are game. No reason. Life is too short because you don't have time to waste either. So... Maybe he can tell you or he can't, but then you are aware and you make the decision for yourself, okay?
3: Yeah, that's a fair point.
1: Michelle, good luck to you. Thank you for calling and uh, have a good talk. Thank you, Simon. So coming up, I want to talk about a conversation I had with uh, neighbors of mine, good friends, good people, uh, a bit on the older side. He's Eugene and she's Nancy. And we talked about should we or not post on social media our private life. Next. I had this conversation not so long ago by na- my by some of my neighbors, very cool people, Eugene and Nancy, married for, I don't know, 40 years, 35 years, something like that. So they're older probably than you and, 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 and me, but uh, they asked me that question, why should we or should we not post our uh, love life or on social media? What's the plus and what's the minus? What's the pros? What's the con, right? So I thought about it, and uh, I thought the pros of Posting on social media, you love life is, you know, you share with your friends, that people care for you, good times. Everybody can say, you know, it's good or all the compliments. Your ego gets a good boost and uh, people are happy for you most of the time. A minute later, they don't care, but that's okay. Uh, there's a sort of self-narcissistic satisfaction and there's a feeling, mostly in the younger generation, that it's like Facebook official, social media official. Uh, it means there's nothing to hide. For people who have been married for a long time, this doesn't make much sense. Now, what are the, the, the cons? Now, we've talked about the pros on posting. Let's talk about why you shouldn't post your private life on social media next. If we know why we should post on social media to, to keep those happy moments you know, for everybody to enjoy, engagement, marriage, uh, going out, the first post, like it's like official, right? The famous you out of the closet, not on the down low. You gotta ask yourself, A, what's the point? And B, what are the cons? What but why you shouldn't do it? And that was a question asked by my neighbors. On the other side, I admit. Nevertheless, they've been right for so long, they could give us lesson. And we talked about the fact that I agree with them, don't post about your private life, you don't have to. Don't post about your love life. Because You expose something that is so precious that unless it really makes you so happy to have the world know you're dating this person, just remember, the world doesn't care a second later. But you also have to realize if it doesn't work out, everybody knows. And as my friends and neighbors said, you know, we've been married for so long, for so many years, never had to post anything. We just keep it for ourselves. Because private life, should it be public life or stay private? I'll put it on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Go vote. You call the next. Bonjour, Ruby. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. So you have a story that you want to share with me. Please, go ahead.
4: So basically, um, I'm, a, I'm a summer baby, and um, I always plan like a big party for my birthday. And this particular mm-hmm. year, I planned a party. I was on the, we're living on the West Coast, but I used to go home and celebrate with my family too on the East Coast. So I planned a party on the West Coast, And for some reason, like maybe like a day or two before, like a lot of my friends started to like cancel on me. So I'm like, okay, this is just wishy-washy LA, whatever. And um, (laughs) I was upset about it, but I was like, okay, I'll get over it. So close today, my you know my boyfriend. So I was upset. He didn't invite me. He said, let's go, just have dinner at my favorite place. I was like, okay, whatever, no big deal. And there's this like little boutique like hotel that's like down the street from where we live. And we always said, we need to have a drink there. So after we went to like my favorite restaurant, he was like, you wanna just stop and have a drink? And I was like feeling kind of down, but I was happier after I like, went to my favorite restaurant. And I was like, okay, fine. We've been saying it, didn't think anything of it. Walked in there mm-hmm. and was totally shocked. He did this whole big surprise birthday party for me. All my friends, even people flew in from out of town, all my friends that canceled on me were there. And oh, it was so emotional. It was It was amazing. It was
1: how did that make you feel?
4: Oh, my goodness. I was just like, um, he's a keeper.
1: <laughs>
4: no. <laughs> no, it just you know, made me feel loved. You know what I mean? It just really made me feel loved because I was feeling like some crap. You know what I mean? Because everybody was canceling. I'm usually the one that throws the surprises. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, you surely
1: <laughs> deserve it. I, I, uh, that was a good one. Thank you so much for sharing, Ruby. You know, happy late I, birthday. But th- this is pretty fun. Thank you, Simon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, do you like the way your partner initiates the ooh-la-la? We'll talk about that next. Do you like the way your partner initiates the ooh-la-la? Interesting question that I posted on my social media. At one radio, 50% of you voted yes. 50% of you voted no, I don't like it. Uh, All depends on the partner. I was going to say something. I just... My advice on this is, well, I, I can't say it on air. Anyway, you have a good night. Thank you for listening.
2: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.